This episode of Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupan's Markets. And it's wonderful to have them with us. And, you know, we've been talking about Zupan's Burger Thursdays and Fridays. Mm -hmm. Thursdays is at Lake Grove and Fridays, I believe, is at McAdam. Mm -hmm. So it's great. You get to walk up and pick your ingredients. But anyway, we've been talking about it and it took a while for the two of us to convince me, to entice me to go out there. Actually go and do it. Yeah. So I did it... uh, uh, ironically, right before a doctor's appointment last week ah. right across the street. Yeah. But um, just you can smell it from across the street. Mm-hmm. They're grilling great burgers. So I was about third on line, not a long line, and, and the burger was ready in five minutes. But the guy in front of me literally starts out with asking everything about everything. After a minute, it was like, come on, man, right. it's a burger. <laughs> So where's the meat from? Do you have any kind of bun other than the one you have? And he hadn't yet seen what the bun was. Do you fry the French fries in oil? What kind of spices and there any added sugars? And then the guy says, ah, just give me a burger with everything on it and I'll take the fries the regular (laughs) way and walks away. After all of that, (sighs) I know you know me with my East Coast. uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have no patients. time for it. You have no time for well, that. Well, I had a doctor's appointment. I had right. to chomp that burger down before right. the doctor's appointment. Yeah. Anyway, burger Thursdays and Fridays outside. It's a beautiful. They have a breezeway down there. It's a beautiful place to sit there and eat. So if you're not able to actually make it to the burgers in the breezeway, you need to just go check out their meat and seafood departments because they've always got great ready to grill favorites that you can find there. And I did this over the weekend for Father's Day. Yes, I purchased my own food. For Father's Day, I thought you myself. Were... Well, we we did go to Ringside, but for breakfast, we always do a big breakfast. Oh, okay, gotcha. I went and got the local. They got the local raspberries. We've been talking about the hood oh, strawberries. Yeah. They got those, but they've been all oh, the local raspberries. My my daughters love raspberries, and Zupan's the place to go for it. They are their produce department is great. But to go back to the fish department, mm-hmm. did you know that if you like something and say, ah, I don't know if I can get to that tonight, they'll just vacuum pack that for you right then and there. Which is great. So, yeah, You do that often when you're heading out to the coast. Right. And meat too. Meat yep. or fish, they'll yep. do that. Definitely a reason for you to check out Zoo Pants today. Three locations, Burnside, Lake Grove, and McAdam. And of course, always, ZooPants.com. Here we go. It's time for another edition of Right at the Fork. It is Portland's Food Scene Podcast with your host, Chris Angelis from Portland Food Adventures. And Court from Kink.fm. Yeah. On the air. And uh, what, program manager now or something to that effect? I am the APD. uh, I think we had this conversation. The assistant program director. Right. But I'm going to elevate your right to program director because no one could be doing that. that Does that come with a raise? Yeah. Sweet. I, you'll get a, you'll right. get a raise. Sweet. I'm giving it to you. We're here, so we're in the Alpha studio. I'll, I'll so. take it. Um, I'm pretty excited about today's episode. Now, I do have to say, I am only present for, what, what about 20, 25 minutes of this? Yeah. If that. Yeah, and you can tell. The minute you walk out the, 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 the door, the podcast the, goes The just, humor. Sh- yeah, the humor is all gone. Everything's gone. Oh, never with so, Andy. Come on. Yeah, no, no, no. Speaking of, yes, Andy is, uh, this was our last opportunity in the studio. We can always call Andy. Yeah. But Andy Kreza, formerly of Portland, currently and always of Thrillist. Yeah. 
we were able to have in the studio right before he left. Now, this is like his farewell letter to Portland, right? Well, we wanted it to be his farewell love letter to Portland. And there was one restaurant that got a lot of love yeah. from, from Andy. Mm-hmm. But So th- for those of you who don't know Andy Creaso, when we first met him years ago, he was the Portland editor for Thrillist, and he... How, you know, Thrillist was a little different back in those days. His job, he'll explain it, but his job was to to do a lot of uh, reports on openings, openings coming up, like a, a zillion a week. Yeah. Uh, but now he's the national editor and looks at uh, the food scene, not, not necessarily the food scene, but Portland food scene is part of it. He contributes uh, some Portland information to a larger picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as life would have it, He's moving to, or has moved to Los Angeles by the time this streams. Um, His wife uh, got an opportunity, and since Andy can pretty much work from anywhere, he's now going to be based in Los Angeles. So we thought, after we did, if you go back and listen to our uh, fried chicken sandwich food crawl, Mm -hmm. that was really fun that we did with him. We really wanted to have him on more, but we grabbed him one more time before he left to do his love letter, goodbye love letter to Portland, and talk about what he is going to miss. He has some really interesting thoughts about the culture here, too, not all about food. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, it's changed here, and uh, he thinks it's for the better, but he's still leaving nonetheless. Well, you know, those opportunities, they don't come all the time. Right. So he's going to be, um, he's going to give us a little insight as to what we're missing, and I'm sure we'll talk to Andy again. It's not over with. Absolutely. Uh, as we talk about things and missing out on things, we should remind people that they should not miss out on your trip to Spain this this uh, fall. Fourth one with Chef Jose Chesa from Ottawa. Uh, we've taken over 30 people, and we'd love to take you. We have some room, and uh, we're going to be... It's pretty awesome to go back to the city where he grew up, and he got his. He went to culinary school at 15, so mm-hmm. he knows a lot of people there, has a lot of contacts. We're going to some... Right from the Boqueria, right through to some Michelin star dining, to out in the country, to some fantastic dining at a place called Kanjuban. Uh, but most importantly, we have a really great group, too, so it'll be a lot of fun. So that's at PortlandFoodAdventures.com, where you will also see uh, our benefit event for Kelly Myers at Chico on July 18th. We have over 30 restaurants who kicked in. Now it's almost $5,000 worth of gift certificates that everybody who buys a ticket is going to get a portion of that uh, and walk out with. So that's also on our dinners site. You'll see that. It's a good cause. If you listen to last week's episode, which would have been, what, court June? um, Oh, man. (laughs) June the 12th or the 13th? Right, June 13th. 12th. I don't know what number it is, but it's right before this one. Uh, uh, Liz Davis, uh, Kelly Myers' partner at Chico, talks about um, what happened to Kelly and uh, and her rehab. And we've since heard a little update that um, that she's doing better, and they expect uh, you know within the year she's going to be up and running. So uh, nice. or around a year. I don't want to report false information, but uh, anyway, there's promise, and we're doing this benefit to help her rehab a little faster and pay some of her medical bills. Cool. So that's uh, looking last week at last week's episode to get all the information on or more information about her and the benefits. But uh, here we go again with the love. What are we calling this? The the, the, the goodbye love, love letter. letter. Goodbye love letter to Portland. And it's Andy Kreza. Spelled 
K-R-Y-Z-A. Right at the Fork is proud to be supported by Zupan's Markets. For over 40 years, unsurpassed quality from the best meats and wines to the freshest baked goods, flowers, and more, with the delicious emphasis on locally sourced items. The best of the Northwest Bounty can be found at your closest Zupan's on West Burnside, McAdam, or Lake Grove, and at Zupan's.com. Eat well, put taste first, love your food. Ringside Hospitality Group. Owned by the Peterson family for nearly 75 years, Ringside Steakhouse has long been a landmark of the Portland landscape. And Ringside Fish House, in the heart of downtown, boasts the freshest seafood and an exceptional wine list. Both serve the world-famous onion rings that James Beard claimed to be the best he's ever had. Visit ringsidesteakhouse.com and ringsidefishhouse.com and make a reservation today. Join right at the Four Coast Chris Angeles for once-in-a-lifetime trips this fall to eat and sip your way through Sicily, Mexico City, and PFA's famous trip with Italo chef Jose Chesa to Barcelona. See the exciting itineraries at portlandfoodadventures.com and find Chris's contact information there too. If you love food and travel, these trips are for you. And make sure to check in on local PFA events. And by San Pellegrino. Iconic, fresh, sparkling water with extraordinary Italian heritage is a refreshing way to enhance any dining experience. Ask for San Pellegrino by name next time you're having a great meal. Ever since its founding in 1899, San Pellegrino has been a premium brand synonymous with style. That's what you said last time you came in here, man. Well, I don't have pink eye this time. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you remember that. It doesn't come to mind. You, it, was, it wasn't too pink. It, it was pretty disgusting. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm writing a story for a parenting site right now about pink eye. And I like got flashbacks to it, and I was like, "Oh shit, that was like it's coming full circle back in the studio." How long did that last? Uh, like six days. Wow. I, how do you get pink eye? I it's uh, it can be respiratory infection that gets up in there. It can be right. herpes. Uh, you can conjunctivitis is the technical term, right? Yes. So yeah. it's the yeah. So sometimes it's getting the sickness just on your finger right. and touching your eye. Well, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. The amount of times because I. When I lived on the East Coast, man, I was rubbing my eyes daily. Yeah, well, you probably wash your hands better than I do. Yeah, well, I don't think I, I really don't think in those days I was really that aware of washing hands, you know, as time goes on. But think about all the things that you, you know, you're not even conscious that you do. Yeah, I'm willing to bet that it came from my daughter. But she didn't get it. So. Well, don't let don't make her feel bad about it. Well, yeah. She was a carrier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Patient zero, yeah. yeah. Uh, so what are you carrying this time? I got nothing. You got nothing? Nothing nothing but just being tired from moving. Stuff. Right. So nothing so. in your pockets that we need to be concerned about. Nope, I think we're good. And it's besides 2018, you can carry anything in your yeah, pockets. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. I think so. It's all. So, so you, could have, you could have all the guns you want in there. Yeah, you could yeah, have all the pot you want encouraged. in there. It's encouraged. So it's encouraged. That's right. So... Um, so I came out briefly for your karaoke goodbye to yeah, Portland yep. the other night, and you had a lot of friends there. Yep, I had a lot of tequila shots as well. A lot of tequila. Um, I was early on in the ball game, so I yeah, don't think you yeah, had it, many at that point. It started ripping around like ten, and I I closed a bar down. I haven't done that in a while. Wow. So, yeah. At what time? Uh, two. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. I was singing Looking Glass at uh, like two o five, and they're like, "Dude, you gotta go." 
<laughs> but I have to tell you, I was impressed that how good you said early on. You sounded great. You're a good singer. I, I have the voice of an angel. It's true. Um, what most people don't know about me is that I was I, uh, when I was in college, I was the lead singer of a hippie jam band. Really? And so yeah, so I took some voice lessons and so on and. Yeah, because no, it was like I was listening to it. And I said, "This isn't the." T- I I don't go to a lot of karaoke, but um, I actually heard a band yesterday on Pioneer Square at the opening of the food carts thing that sounded like bad karaoke. I hope they're not listening. But um, but oh, some, are, we, are we recording now? Oh yeah, we're oh, look recording. At that. So well, well, there we go. So you're, um, but some of your friends were really awful. Oh yeah, no, that's that's the whole point, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there's no judgment at Mazatlan. I know. <laughs> So, and I got out of there before I was even coerced or encouraged or prodded. Yeah, once, once, once the shot started flowing, I uh, was really pressuring people to sing songs and serenade me. Um, so I lucked out, and for some, for some of them, it was terrible, and that was great. Well, it was good. So you're uh, you're only here for another week. Yep. Right? This is uh, mm-hmm. come this time next week. I will probably be in. I would guess Eugene on my on your way down solo road trip with my dog and. To L.A. Yep. On, 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 and whereabouts on, in L.A. are you moving? Uh, we are not quite sure yet, oh. uh, which is kind of terrifying. Um, we're looking. At least to, you know the city. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're 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 planning on staying in an Airbnb for about a month while we, you know, figure out where we're going to go and so on. So it's 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 pretty uh, <laughs> shot in the dark at this point. Well, it'll be slow going to check out different neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. I'm pulling the the reverse Portland move, so hopefully uh, nobody spray paints "Go Back to Oregon" on my car like they do here. To the Californians, oh, right? Yeah, have you, I, I've never seen that. Oh but, yeah, uh, it's 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 endemic here. It's mm-hmm. that nativism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I learned when I first came to check out um, Portland to live here. I remember sitting at Jake's because that's where everybody told me I had to go back mm-hmm. in 2003, and uh, and everybody was telling me, "No, you don't want to come here. It rains a lot. It's not a good place for you to live." And then I told them I was from Connecticut. And I said, oh, oh, <laughs> you're not from California. So, okay, you're, now the weather's not so bad. Yeah, you're, you're, like, you're welcome we'll here. <laughs> so bring bring was, your pizza. So we're we're in trouble and with that here. So you were welcome from, did you move here directly from Michigan? I did, yeah, yeah, right right after college. So, oh, so this is your first, re- this was a long, this this represents a large chunk of your adult life in Portland. Thir- 13 years of it, yep. So wow. ever since I was a, a dumb 23. Three-year-old? Yeah, 23. Yeah, so now you're a dumb 36-year-old. Yep. Good. I think I got dumber, incidentally. So. <laughs> well, that's the karaoke nights. That's true, Mazatlan. that's true. I think that probably contributes to It's, it's to brain-numbing. It. <laughs> no, but honestly, the um, the reason we wanted to have you come in is we did the... Well, first of all, I've always thought you're a, a witty chap. Oh, thank you. Yeah, always enjoyable to talk to you. And, uh, and I found it interesting when I asked you via emails for... Uh, some of the people you might miss the most, and I didn't necessarily say in the food business, but then you said, well, you, you know, of all the people I hang out with, you might have been, and I was like, I've only hung out with you like three or four times. I know, isn't that and crazy? And it's not, it hasn't been planned except for like the fried chicken sandwich crawl. Right, right. But other times we run into each other and uh, always enjoyed it. So I thought after that fried chicken sandwich crawl, which was what, in April? Yes, we did. Yeah, I think so. Which, because I mentioned it because everybody should listen. Um, I wanted to do more crawls with you, but then you're moving. So I know. I, so I, thought, I really dropped that ball. Uh, no, you didn't. We both. It just didn't happen. It was but... an entry point for me to somehow gain more weight, and yet <laughs> here we are, and I still did it. Yeah, so. no. Well, you didn't do the whole thing though. You missed a couple. I had pink eye. 
<laughs> yeah, bring, you, don't bring that into a bar. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I thought it would be kind of cool since um, you ha- have a lot of different perspectives and you're able to express them well through your writing, which I suggest anybody go check out on Thrillist and um, and even look into your archives because there's fun stuff there. It gets uh, pretty pretty weird, right? But never too dark, at least. So right. usually, and, when you open up that like. Looking at somebody's author page on something, it can be like that, like that scene in the serial killer movie, you know, when they when they find the the flesh bound, blood written notebook, and it's just like, oh man, this got weird. So it, it doesn't get like that, but it does get pretty weird. No, and also you were when I first saw your writing, it was Thrillist was a different sort of a different site. Now it's become really listy. Yeah, so, it's, well, it was massively different back when I started back right. in uh, 2012. Uh, when we were largely focused on just openings, right? So um, you were doing what Eater, kind of what Eater was is doing, is always done. Yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of an, a more aggressive version of it in that every day, five days a week, we had to find a new restaurant or bar that had just opened, and you know, get in there and make the recommendations on what to get and you know why you should be visiting that place if you should. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, two two years of going to five restaurants a week uh, or bars and. And places just, that really had most, a lot of them hadn't gotten their shit together yet. Yeah, they were still yeah. trying to figure out their menus. Yep, yep. So, which, which, you know, if you're doing a review, I think that that's kind of um, a shifty thing to do to somebody. But we, right. since we don't traffic in reviews so much as saying, like, here's this place, here's, what's, here's what you should be bad. getting, here's what you're looking fun. for, here's how it's decorated, right. here's what the owner used to do. Um, it made it kind of more of a, a guide to discovering new stuff and that was you know as as this whole portland food culture was really getting into full swing too right so i mean i I think the first place that i covered well not fully into swing but the first place that uh that i covered was ox and so you know you think about the evolution of portland's food scene in the past six years and and that's the starting point for me it was like oh my god there's so much cool stuff to do yeah and that's an interesting starting point because that that was kind of a uh, a landmark that changed that changed things a, quite a bit. I think perhaps. so. Yeah, yeah. That was or when things the... changed. Then I'm not going to say they necessarily change it, but they did. But yeah, that at, from then on, now we had a new. There was a new place to recommend when people came to town, and you said, "What one? What two places do I have to go?" Then now Ox was all of a sudden in that discussion. Yep, yep. Then it was, "How do you get in?" Exactly. Yeah, I think it's still like that. Well, but... so for me, for years, it's been. Uh, it was Toro Bravo, and then now I had at Ox, and those were two of the more difficult places to get in, and that's why you would recommend them to go to. But right. at any rate, I thought it'd be fun to have you in here because you were there, you know, from 2012. So you've got six years of perspective, which is a, a long time in Portland food because a lot has happened since then, and the town has changed. I just read this morning on Facebook. Did you know Eric Finley from Chop? No. So he'd been on the podcast. I, I didn't know, or I, not, you know, familiar well, with him. Right. Well, so Chop used to operate behind um, uh, Tasty and Sons. Yeah, And then yeah. they started Vian. Well, I just read on Facebook, he sold his house, he sold his business, and he's tired of cleaning up shit in front of his house, real shit, and needle, and having his daughter play amongst needles in the park. He picked up left. He doesn't know where he's going right now. He was in Denver at a, at a Dodgers game. Huh. They don't know where they're moving, but they're just getting out. That means, well, they were in City Market for a while too, right? Yeah, yeah before that. Yeah, City that Market. pork had a sandwich was amazing Yeah, too. he's a talented guy. He's a really nice guy. He didn't call me to say goodbye, but 
If, you, if you're I, that's listening a joke, right that's now. That's a joke. I didn't expect him to. Somebody but is I playing just, a tiny violin oh, in the studio. By, it caught me by a little, a little surprise this morning to see he had done that because it wasn't, I didn't read it that he was doing it or he sold it. And it just happened. So you're leaving not under the same circumstances, not because you have to, you want to necessarily, um, but because there are opportunities for your for your wife. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I want to go. If she's listening, I definitely want to go. Um, <laughs> really badly. Seriously, honey. Wherever <laughs> she's going, even if it's Omaha, wherever you go, you want to go. But um, but so you. Uh, I just want to find out what you're going to miss. And you may not know now. That answer is probably better. That question is probably better asked in a year. Yeah, I suppose so. But I mean, there's there's plenty that I that I know I'm going to miss and having so much lead time on this move and, you know, getting we've been talking about it for about six months. And so I've been on this prolonged farewell tour to, you know, make sure I get a couple more licks in at different places and uh, just been kind of, you know, making my rounds and, and getting one last bite. And it's not like I'm never coming back. My brother lives here. I've got, right. you know, tons of friends. And it's and, West Coast. And it's, it's an easy, yeah, it's it's a, easy shot. It's, it's, a, it's, it's just a short commute. Right. So are there places offhand? Like, can you identify the things that you will absolutely... For, so for me, moving from the East Coast, I didn't... I knew I was going to miss a lot. And when I moved here, I didn't even know there was a food scene. So I wasn't really thinking about that. But I miss my white clam pizza... And people who listen to this podcast know that, but it doesn't really matter because there's so many other good pizzas and things to eat. But the pizza thing, trying... the, like the pizza boom's relatively new here, you know. Right. Like it, it, for a while, it was kind of so dismal. I stopped saying that three or four years ago because now, and I can get a white clam. I can go to Pizza Jerk yep. and get that. So, um, uh, and also lobster rolls. And that you really can't get around you here. You could too, for a little while. That, yeah, that, that Main, Main Street. Street yeah, yeah, they were serving it. But so, but I didn't really realize, you know, you don't really know what you're going to miss until you leave. What about Court? You left Utah. Yeah. What did you miss? What do you miss from Utah? Oh, uh, you know, regionally, there's not much there. That there was, there's an Indian place that I that I have yet to find the a curry that tastes the way that tastes to me. Right, but there's nothing indigenous to the area no, that you can. No, there's Utah has casserole, fry sauce. For, well, we pretend to have invented yeah, fry yeah. sauce. See, this guy should, if anybody <laughs> yeah. knows, he we, knows that we we cl- we have for some reason laid steak on fry sauce. Yeah, and Jello. And, well, and yeah, Jello. Jello. Why yeah. Jello? Uh, Jello's Jello's, Jello's, Jello's big with the Mormons. You go to a Mormon really? social. Oh yeah, you get something with Jello. In what form? Like they'll a, put anything a lot of in gr- there? green Jello with carrots is very wow. is, a, is a classic. Classic. Never heard Mormon, of it. Mormon Jello yeah, not dessert. Something I'm clamoring to have either. Yeah. Just the no, actually, you know, there is something. It's called funeral potatoes. Going to the casserole thing, which is like, it's like a potatoy casserole with like cornflakes on top. Oh, that sounds good. And it's you know it's baked. It's r- really really good. Yeah. Cheesy, tons of cheese. There's an idea for a food cart. Good. Yeah. I'm surprised casserole hasn't caught on here. That just seems like the next evolution of, you know, a Portland comfort food. Right. It's a good winter time. All these Midwesterners deal. rolling in. Yeah. All right. So now that we've gone through ours, what we were trying to get at is what you're going to, the things you will not be able to get in L.A. And by the way, not that Gary's the only one to have ever said this, but Gary, our friend Gary Okazaki, who's, you know, has travels all over the place and reports here. He has said, he said last month that he thinks L.A. is the best food city in the country now. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. 
Well, that's good to know. Yeah. I, I do need to hop in here real quick. I, as we're talking about this, I would be very remiss not to mention this. There is a burger in Salt Lake City with pastrami on it. In fact, Nick Zukin has often said, because he went to school in Utah, that it was the pastrami on this burger that got him thinking about pastrami the way he did, which led to, to Kenny and Zooks. Right. Uh, it's the crown burger. And it's just, it's a cheeseburger, but it's got this you know, house-made pastrami on it. And every time you go to Salt Lake City, you got to have a crown burger. Well, are our sandwich friends listening to replicate it? I'm sure they can go online. See yeah, what no, it looks it, like. It, it's and... been done. It's the it's a cheeseburger with right. pastrami on top, but just the, their they specific recipe that they can't be replicated. Plus, it stands out there as probably more unusual and unique. Here, someone's doing a recipe like that every week. Right. You know. Yeah. Hey, Chris, we get to talk about one of our favorite places here in Portland uh, because you've been going to the Fish House a lot lately. Yeah. I enjoyed the steakhouse. We're talking about Ringside Steakhouse and Ringside Fish House for Mother's Day. It was a great thing to go. And and Father's Day, by the way, just around the corner. Yeah. Did you were you sitting at that big table by the fireplace? No, we were we were adjacent to it. Okay. Uh, we, we didn't have uh enough and they put that table special together, special for us, Chris. Right, it's normally we went, just yes. I think a, it's like a four top that's through. Uh, no, there. I was there the other night. And they had another, I another big with, table. I in did there? go with my yeah. son for we tried to go to Ringside uh, Steakhouse for happy hour no. at like 10 o'clock. Right. Too packed. Right. Which is because it's so good. Right. And we ended up going over to Fish House mm-hmm. and did that because I like to enjoy all those really cool things yeah, at been, happy hour I've been following, with, with my son. Yeah, I've been following your adventures with all the different seafood the last, uh, last couple of weeks. So if you follow your Instagram account, right, Portland Food ADV. You'll see, what was the, it was like the it was the seafood platter. Oh, it's the chilled seafood the chi- platter. Yeah. But you know, uh, some of Amazing. it is also posted on Food Podcast PDX, so you can see sure. that too. Sure, both places. But last night I had the uh, I just had to I had a hankering for this mm-hmm. hankering for the um, hot king crab legs. Oh, nice! They were great. Yeah, they looked good. I yeah, saw that picture. Drawn butter. We yeah. used to get those in college off of a truck in Tucson, Arizona. They would sell king crab legs. That was the first time I'd ever had them. Off of a truck? the East Coast. Yeah. Off of a truck in Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. But here, no. Ringside Fish House you in know it's Portland, only the Oregon. Best. Yeah, yep. it was great. So they were great. And I've also some of the cool, the, the donuts there for dessert mm. at Fish House are fantastic. Okay. They're beautifully warm, delicious with a cup of coffee. And uh, also I discovered the lamb chowder. Here's the deal. Three bucks. Three, three ninety-five. For a bowl of clam chowder, wow. which is better. It's not that thick, heavy stuff. It's right. really well done. And you can get, have you had the calamari there? We have to go there. For I, I haven't had the day. calamari. Yeah. So I'm totally in. It's like five bucks. It's it's crazy. Yep. But um, anyway, I've been really enjoying Ringside. It's a, it's a pleasure to have them as a sponsor. We're proud to have Ringside as a sponsor. And we get to try some of the food. Certainly. And they've got the two locations, Ringside Steakhouse, Ringside Fish House. And if you just go to either of those websites, just slap a .com at the end. Right. ringsidefishhouse.com and you can make reservations right there online there you go and don't forget the dollar oyster mondays oh can't wow. forget that it's funny that uh you know you mentioned pastrami and one of the things that i'm i think that this move is going to give me a lot of weird perspective on things because i'm going in you know as a weirdo already and a semi-adult <laughs> but one of the things that struck me in my in my visits down there to, to los angeles is how much pastrami there really is and how it's kind of peculiar that like most of the burrito places also advertise pastrami. Mm. Uh, like every every old school like burrito stand, taco stand, like not not trucks, but the right. stands, it'll say you know tacos, burritos, pastrami, and that strikes <laughs> me as very very. And it's not you know 
central to a certain location of LA either. It's everywhere. everywhere. It's mm. it's very very strange. I haven't quite figured that mm. out. I yet. think that might be uh, well. I don't know, but there you know, New York and LA have a lot of in common. There's been a lot of people who moved from that area. There's a, a heavy Jewish influence mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, especially. I was going to mention. Cantors. Have you been to Cantors? No, I've heard wonderful. You know, I think that I've like dipped in there, but I haven't eaten. Oh man! So when I so, just for perspective, I lived in LA in 1978. You were a music man, right? Yeah, I worked at the. I was. uh, I spent just eight months, I think, working at the Whiskey A Go Go and at the Roxy the summer before, which was I was the usher at the Roxy theater at like 18 years old and I got to lead Stevie Wonder to his seat and Elton John with his pals at the Roxy. But then I worked at the Whiskey. My brother uh, got me the job. I was in Syracuse, New York, um, freezing my ass off in the coldest winter ever there. And he called and said, I'm going on the road with Van Halen. Did you want my job at the Whiskey? And I said, oh, okay, I think I can do that. Actually, there was somebody else I found out when I got there who actually held that job. Then he went on the road with them, and then I got the job as the lighting director and stage manager for at 18 or 19 for no money. But it was fun. Yeah, that's a different kind of currency there. But because my brother had been to Cantor's a lot, he gave me his restaurant recommendation. So there, in a place called McNaturals, and I lost a shitload of weight when I moved to L.A. I became healthy. I think that I'm going to be the life. only guy that moves down there, and specifically with the intent of getting fatter. <laughs> and, and it's not for a role. Is it, it, is it expectation or just intent? I, I think it's just probably going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm far too too curious and hungry. Good. Yeah. Well, and you'll have a good time, man, discovering all of that. And that's really cool. So, you know, at some point, it's not that you get tired of Portland, but you've been all the places. So now one of the beautiful things about moving somewhere new is everything is new. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be. So every day for a couple of years is fresh and exciting. Well, and it's big enough that that can go on for quite some time. Forever. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. You couldn't you couldn't move here and cover it in two to three years, all the food. No, 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 not at all. You can't do it at all. So, but coming back to here and what you can cover in two to three years, we were starting to get down what you might miss the most. I mean, do you, do you, are you looking for like specific restaurants that I'm going to miss the most or just like things about food that I'm going to miss the most? Uh, both. Let, let's go with both. With both. Well, what are you going to miss about Portland? So there have to be... You know, some go-tos that you have that you love. And then, yeah, some general concept that you're not going to get in L.A. Well, I I think that in a broader sense of things um, and and speaking to, you know, the things that we have here that they don't have in other places. And also, you know, uh, if Gary said that L.A. is the best food city, this is the best city in the country for bar food. uh, And a lot of it is rooted in the fact that the OLCC won't let you serve liquor unless you have a kitchen. And so these bars, I mean, the Real Amin has some of the best fried chicken in the world, Mm -hmm. just hands down. And it's this dingy dive bar, you know, with uh, graffiti all over the bathrooms and stuff hanging off the wall. And it takes 45 minutes to get it. But my God, the fact that that exists almost because it has to is, is something incredible. You can walk into almost any... Uh, any bar in the city and get something pretty tremendous. They're not going to serve you, you know, like a walking taco or something, but they might do that too. Right, but they can't serve you shit because they're forced to compete in the food exactly. world. Exactly. And if you're going to compete in that world, you can't just call, dial it in. You exactly. have to figure out, got to get somebody who knows what they're doing. That's why a lot of the bars in this city could compete with some of the best restaurants in other cities because that line is so blurred. And that's that's so very unique to hear. Right. Um, and that's something that I'm going to miss terribly. Oh, yeah, well, I would imagine for a guy who likes it. 
likes to tip a few. Yeah, to tip a few and then just eat a massive meal at two in the morning, and they have to keep it open. So, and then you end up with places like Tanuki, right? Yeah, exactly. So she gets pissed when you even refer to Tanuki as a restaurant because it's a bar where she has to serve food, and she's awesome. And she happens to make really, really good food. Yeah, and and she. And she also does these cool things, like she'll make stuff on Wednesdays and say, order it and pick it up. This I'm making X quantity of this. So I don't know if you get, you'll find it. It might take you a little while to find that in L.A. I'm sure you're going to find it. But. Yeah, yeah. I'll start kicking down doors and, and interrogating people and whatnot on, right. on what to, what to, where to find my tanuki there. So I want to ask you, I want to come back to whether you're moving there kind of blindly or you know pe- a lot of people there. But before we get to that... Um, Dish, any specific dishes that uh, I guess the way to word it is when you have friends who knew you lived know you lived here who call you and say what do I got to do in Portland what do you what do you tell them uh, I tell them that uh, well I, I have I think I, we already did this I think so. we already did this but we don't know that everybody's listening to that yeah so. yeah no one listens to that come on. <laughs> um. <laughs> I my my policy because I'm kind of this like weird database of Portland food at this point is I ask people to give me a price point and three adjectives and I can give them recommendations <laughs> based on that because everyone's coming from somewhere different you know you're not going to get somebody coming from New York and be like oh you got to go try this pizza that's just stupid right so, you know what I mean so, so what I, that, kind that, of that's adjectives kind of, do you get when people ask that or um, when you ask people for the adjectives which they'll say fresh okay asian um and then when they do that i'll be like hey go to <laughs> go to kachka no, russia's not an asian party so anyway um i like to throw people for loops on that but uh okay. it, it's like most people people try and stump me on stuff like that but i i will almost always have like three to four recommendations just based on a like it's almost like mad libs for food do they come right off the bat because i often give recommendations like oh shit i should have told them this yeah, what well, give me three adjectives give you three right yeah, now? Yeah, let's, let's do it right now all right um, let's get you fed uh beautiful atmosphere so that that's what I'm referring to there, um, uh, unique, and uh, well, I would say delicious, but that's that's yeah, come on, yeah, that's got to be that. So beautiful, unique, and um, oh, I'll just give you any adjective. Um, uh, God, I can't even think of. Oh, I'm trying to think of one that might be relevant to food. It doesn't have to be relative just, to food. Yeah, so gr- green. Beautiful, unique, and green. Well, I don't know why I picked up them. No, don't go to vegan for that. Who do you think you're talking to? The, <laughs> the only association I have with veganism is that the cows that I eat are very likely vegan. So. <laughs> and I'm not anti-vegan. I've had some <laughs> vegan food I like, and I like some of the be- people really who are doing it. But, uh, but anyway, so those are the three. Let's see what you can do. Do you want a vegan one? I've got a vegan one. If you no, want, no, I don't it, want so. a vegan. Okay, I, got, I know vegan. I know where you. I, there's no place you're going to tell me that I that I. I think <laughs> I don't know. Beautiful, unique, and green. I would go with uh, farmhouse. Okay. The the Thai place that uh, opened up on Hawthorne. Okay. That, uh, has a lot of very vibrant colors, and it's in an old school, you know, an actual house. Um, they, if I'm not mistaken, and I usually am, so, uh, but if I'm not mistaken, the San Francisco location that they kind of piggybacked off of is Michelin start as well. So, uh, and oh. it's just this little, you know, I haven't been there. So oh, that's, that's great. a great yeah. recommendation. Great. I'm writing that down. Well, you can listen to, to your show also to get these recommendations. Who, it's, why would I want to do that? It's called right at the fork. <laughs> <laughs> Brought so, to you by farmhouse farmhouse. So yeah, we'll have to know that. I'm trying to think of other adjectives while we're at this little game, but, um, 
That's a good one. But is it one that you would tell people? Well, depending on what they tell you. Yeah, yes. exactly. So you, that, that's, that's the beauty of it. All right, I got one. I got easy parking, because that's always one for me. Mm-hmm. Easy parking. That's uh, not an adjective, but we'll take it. Adjective. Uh, oh, well, easy is. Not easy is. Okay, yeah. Well, we're, we're doing compound <laughs> compound suggestions. Okay, all right. Oh, never mind. But so No, uh, easy parking. That's a good one. <laughs> easy parking. Um uh aromatic ooh and um and just go with tasty uh let's go with uh, on uh up in that section of sandy beyond 57th that it looks like it's like another one an old right? taco bell type thing it's the best pho in uh portland for uh, my money on u n a n a n yep okay. uh, it, it looks like it you know is one of those old school burger it's awesome. shacks. I gotta have a podcast yeah. for five, four and a half years just to get these great recommendations. Here. It's, uh, I mean, it's it's one of those like super inexpensive places that's always packed, and that kind of gives you an idea. Then you know, it's always packed with Vietnamese customers too, mm-hmm. and so you're like, okay, that that seems a like a good move. Their uh, their broth is one of the most aromatic that you can find in uh, in Portland. You can park right there, and <laughs> a telltale sign for me of a place like that is you know you've got your you know your brisket. Uh, pho. but at the back of the menu it has stuff like Pizzle, and so if you're seeing that there, you know that they're very serious about what they're doing, and that people that are really in the know and are more adventurous can go there, and you can eat with them, and then still kind of play it safe. Right. So Pizzle is dicks, just for for the I reference. Gonna, I, I, was, I, I saw that you know, look I, of knowing yeah, curiosity. Yeah. There. Well, I'm I'm almost glad I didn't know that. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if I'm quite, but. Um... Good to hear. And what dicks are they? I, I I believe they're cows. Oh, so yeah. I mean, it's not important like to, it's not like a big giant, you know, phallus sitting. It's just you know, like <laughs> sliced up like sausage. But, yeah. Um, I I haven't eaten it because I'm not that adventurous. Uh, I've only. It, oh, it, I'm I, surprised. Yeah, I, I, it's 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 not like I'm avoiding eating it, but that that like their special fall with the tendon and. Uh, the tripe and the uh, brisket. But have you told your good friends you got to get the pizzle? No, and just left no, it at they, that? They, they 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 see through me pretty easily. So. <laughs> well, no, you're giving them recommendations. <laughs> All right. So, um, and then uh, what are you in a general sense? What are you going to miss about Portland? I am going to miss how easy it is to find great things here. Um, you know the. I've always kind of refer- referred to Portland as being uh, kind of like a bunch of little small towns that got stapled together in a very wayward fashion. So mm-hmm. uh, the different things that you can find in different neighborhoods are extremely uh, different, but it's so walkable and easy to just kind of explore and, you know, follow your nose, not to steal from Toucan Sam, but you can you can walk around, you, like pick a neighborhood. You, I live in the Mississippi neighborhood. Like I can walk up and down that in... Oh, well, an hour. And, and talk about change since 2012. Yeah, big time. I mean, yeah. And I've lived there since around then as right, well. Right, so, so when you moved there, there was, uh, Tasty had just moved in maybe, Tasty and Sons? Tasty was there. Um, Vendetta was Vendetta there. Vendetta and, um, and then People's Pig. Bar Bar, Bar was there. Uh, People's Pig's <laughs> only like a couple 14, years. 14, 15 yeah, came yeah. in? Right. Um, that was, when when they opened up, it was just like, oh no. Because I, I live in the middle of where People's Pig is and where Lardo was. Mm-hmm. And so I would just walk out and be like, oh, man, what's what, how am I going to get fat today? And it was like flip the coin, go one way and, you know, get that smoked fried chicken, which is just dynamite. Uh, we we talked about that on the fried chicken crawl. Yes, we did. Um, and they only just started doing their porchetta sandwich again, which is what their cart was. Uh, that's what that the, was the that's claim the to fame of the cart. Yeah, it was cart. so good. 
And that, so so good. Yeah, people's he's he's been doing well. He worked at Nostrana. Is that where he came from? Yeah, he's okay. one of Kathy's disciples. Got and, it. Um, and then he had his food cart right across from when I met him. It was it was a pretty big cart. I don't know if it was a school bus or not. I got a picture of it right across from Mother's Bistro. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. Right there. Oh, it was, that that porchetta is so good. Yeah, and that was the first. I think that was the first time I ever had porchetta. Yeah, I think that, I think that was my first as well. Yeah. So I, this is the second porchetta that I brought up, so yeah. um, I, I clearly like it, but I don't eat it often enough. And then when it came back, I was like, "Oh my god!" I wonder if you're going to have many opportunities down there. You'll find out. One of my it's favorite sandwich city. shops down there actually makes a tremendously good porchetta, um, yeah. but it's in Venice, so it's a bit of a drive from where I'll be most likely. Oh. But man, it's yeah, it's a place called Justa that. Uh, is just it started as a commissary kitchen, um, and then the, to make bread and stuff for this other place called Jelena, and now they do, they have like a full like roastery going on and a bakery and everything, and they're pork and oh, So you've been doing your blog. reconnaissance. I know. I, I don't. I don't mess around. Yeah, like I don't, you're I, ready I, to I, go. I, even when I go in blind on something, I, I I I've got some ideas because I mean. I've got Thrillist people everywhere too, you know, working well, that's true. You know, with this site. And you've been talking to them already yeah, for yeah. years about what's going on in their city. So you already, yeah, you already when, know. When I, when I made that pivot to, uh, you know, national editor, uh, I had to get to know the editors and writers from different cities so that we can make these informed uh, lists and, and, and actually know what we're talking about. So most of the ones that I'm writing are being called from, you know, 40 different people. Right. And you have to trust them. Yeah, yeah. And so, if I don't trust them, off I go. And I eat that delicious porchetta, and I'm like, yep, that guy was right. Okay. And everybody wins. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way. To, you know, that's a very interesting um, research into finding out whether, you know, how good your employees are. Well, I, I'm pretty lucky in that regard, too. So, yeah. you know, my, 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 the mission statement of my section is to find delicious and fun things to do. So... Yeah, you know when you're when you, I'm I'm not gonna get a recommendation of something to just be like outright, you know, oh, that's disgusting. Right. So no, no, it's good, and yet you know you have good sources. I mean, there we all know fairly good sources. You know a ton of them in Portland. If you ever had to ask somebody for recommendations, if you're not in on your behalf, you could do it. So let's spin the wheel here. There's a, there are a lot of things to talk about. What are you gonna miss? least what are you happiest to leave i honestly this like weird forced nativism that people have that Mm -hmm. especially transplants have put on portland you know this like this new portland old portland bullshit that people are are really really harping on just absolutely drives me crazy um i think that uh it, it it's very misguided and very arrogant to think that when you move to a city is when that city was at its best and uh, granted that's that is how it is for you but to resist change and to complain about, you know, oh, my rent's going up, but I'm going to complain that they want to build apartments over here or, you know, go back to where you came from. Basically, Portland, the Portland mentality, the overarching like nativist mentality is the plot of Gangs of New York. But instead of beating the shit out of each other, everyone's just <laughs> leaving passive aggressive notes on each other's cars about like where they parked or, you know, like you were saying with when you came from Connecticut, people changed their tune. And I think that that's really wrongheaded. And I think it's very... um detrimental to the city as but a whole. But I've learned why that is. And I'll tell you why. Because the people who come here from California bitch and complain about the weather Well, that's, all the that's, time. that's true. But... So I don't. I'm all, you know, I don't think I've bitched about weather much here because I hated it there. Right, I was right. really complaining there. And that's I, I, why I moved. It's one of the reasons I moved. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I came from Michigan. I've never complained about the weather here. It's fine yeah, by me. No, um, no. I mean, yeah, okay. February, March comes. You say, yeah, it would be nice to have a couple of sunny days. But 
hey, it's really easy to remember those snowstorms. Yep, exactly. And uh, okay, well, this is okay. I don't even. I barely have to wear a sweater. Yeah. So I like that. Our friends at San Pellegrino would like to shine the spotlight on Hot Yai. Hot Yai is Paddy and Longbond chef Earl Ninsom and barman Alan Aquai's popular, fast, casual, buzzy spot in the Vernon neighborhood in northeast Portland. Named after the southern Thai city of Hot Yai near the Malaysian border, you'll find their famous fried chicken, which can be ordered in a variety of delicious ways, and a host of other favorite foods from southern Thailand. While plenty of critics and diners have taken notice of Hot Yai's many authentic offerings, the Oregonian's Michael Russell proclaims their house Malay curry alone a small wonder and capped off as many praises of this Portland gem with a great four-star rating. Whether you like spicy foods or not, Hot Yai is a fantastic Thai choice in Portland, which is now known as one of the United States' best Thai food cities. And a great way to compliment any dish on Hot Yai's exciting menu is with a sparkling bottle of San Pellegrino, or one of the many tasty San Pellegrino sparkling fruit beverages. Make sure to check into sanpellegrino.com to see where the best chefs in the world recommend you dine. Here in Portland, San Pellegrino suggests you stop in soon to enjoy a meal you'll love at Hot Yai. I was thinking about asking about Old Portland and new, and you're pointing out it's really, that line is for people who've been here for their whole lives, who might be 40 oh, years old. it's gotta old. be so infuriating. You know, I remember specifically, so, Alberta Arts District, you know, in its transition into this, you know, last Thursday restaurants on every three feet uh, scenario, <laughs> and the no close, the no for uh, anyone who doesn't remember the no, which just closed again in its new location, by the way, was this, you know, punk, kind of the seminal punk rock bar of that neighborhood. And when they announced that they were closing, everyone's like, oh, oh my God. They got priced out by all these yuppies and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that place was probably a jazz club in a historically black neighborhood before the punk rock kids took right. over. And you're sitting here bitching that you got gentrified out of the neighborhood that you gentrified? That makes no sense. Like, everyone wants to have their complaints, but do it from the comfort of a coffee shop that probably used to be, like, you know, <laughs> a soul food place or something like that. And that just drives me crazy. Yeah. Um, it's a re- it's an interesting viewpoint because we all, t- I tend to look at, you know, I got here in 2005, so I tend to the look glory at... The glory days, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was the glory days for Actually, me. That was where I fell in love with Portland. Like, that was where, you know, I could be young and dumb and, you know, uh, when people on Alberta could, that had just gentrified the neighborhood could still make paper mache sculptures and sell them and make a living. And, you know, things change in that regard. And you, people would still come here and complain about people coming there after them. Yeah, no, it's true. Well, the tra- because there's the traffic. So I didn't cause the traffic. You didn't. But the people getting here now. No, the, ci- yeah, the, the, city, the city planners caused the traffic, yeah, actually, exactly. because, you know, we preserved uh, the side street mentality. We, do, we only have one major freeway rolling through the city, two major freeways right. rolling through the city. And that's that's good city planning for a smaller city. But as the city grows, because you and I came here and we're like, oh, Portland's great. And then everyone's like, <laughs> OK, shut the doors. Like, that's jacked up. Like, all these, like, progressive people have basically have... A build that wall mentality That's for Portland, but say, then they're going to flip around and be like, oh, no, we're Bernie it, bros. When you put it in those words. It's weird, it, right? It's like, especially weird. But, you know, now that you're talking about it in this context, I really uh, think when I moved here, it was more of a love of Oregon. 
I love Portland, but Oregon itself was bigger to me than Portland. And I've, you know, I've never lived in anywhere in central Portland. I've always lived on the outskirts and now I'm in Manzanita. So that that's, I still enjoy the city. Um, but there's a lot about, and I say this now more that I think I'm glad I don't live in those areas and deal with that stuff. Um, because it was never some of that, you know, the, the crime and the, the, the problems that we're dealing with that are really heavy now. No, they've, always, they've always been heavy. Yeah, That's the but thing. The, we just weren't th- looking at them the same. I mean, do you think, do you, you don't think it's grown? I, and maybe it's because social media has grown. So you tend to see we're it more aware of it now. Yeah. I think, you know, um, I, I think of all the skinhead stuff that used to go on back then that, you know, it was, we, we weren't really paying attention to stuff like that until it literally bonks you over the head, which is what happened to me. I got jumped by skinheads, uh, 2006, something like that. And they were, why did uh, they jump you? Because uh, I walked out of a bar, and they were looking to fight some people. So, huh. you know, that that's the kind of thing that has always happened here. I mean, Portland used to have, you know, think about back when the Pearl was Skid Row, and, you know, it was you Oh, know, you go back Park to the 1900s. And, they were, they yeah. were kidnapping people. and Yeah, and, and I mean, like, Oregon was founded by shitheads who, like, they stayed <laughs> out of the Civil War because they just didn't want to be around people of color. Like, that's pretty jacked up. And the fact that, like, social media shows us that these things are still, you know, that it makes it seem like they're going on more, but it's always been like that. Yeah, well, I maintain that, Everywhere too. I've said that like about that. a lot of problems, you know, like um, uh, just serial killing and, and, and rape. And you didn't, you didn't, back in the day when you only had a newspaper and three TV stations and they didn't have crews all over the place, you didn't hear about it right. as much. But, it, I, so, I, I, but I do think that that makes it becoming more aware of things like that uh, does help solve the problem. I personally, like, I think of the way that Portland has grown, it seems safer to me in a lot of ways than it did back then. I, that's not the way I see it. And but, I, I'd like to agree with you, and I'd love to I'm feel a, I'm a very way. optimistic and warm and fuzzy fella. So, <laughs> right, um, maybe, maybe that's just it. But I just feel like I see at least, you know, so my viewpoint is through social media and talking to people, but mostly social media. And I see every day someone's getting broken into. Someone's asking, "Where do I, uh, you know, recommendations for where I get plate glass windows?" Mm-hmm. Um, cars broken into. My car was broken into in the last year, and I've been here for thirteen years. It happened, you know, in the last year. So um, I feel like it's getting worse. And I just think I'm not very involved in Portland politics, but it feels like nothing. There, I don't see a plan. Yeah, so, I, well, it's a, it's a city that's growing from being a small city to a big city, and problems come with that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if you don't have a plan to deal with it, it's going to be problematic. But I think the fact that people are more aware of it right now and kind of aren't taking that shit uh, and speaking up about it is helpful. I mean, our, it seems as though our gang problems are different now and not as intense. The neighborhood that I live in uh, used to have like a gang war going on. Well, it was it. gentrified though, your neighborhood. That, that, that's very true. Extremely gentrified. Extremely, like to, to <laughs> uh, the nth degree. Right. Um, you know, and it's, it's, I'm, I'm part of that problem. And, well, you it's know, not, I, you're, you're not, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, it, 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 it is problematic. You know, did you I, move, I, how long have you lived there? Did you move there when it started to gentrify or did you? I lived there, we moved in there 20, 20, 2012, I think, okay. uh, is when we bought our house. So you were somewhere else first. So we're kind of getting away from food. Yeah, but yeah, I find God, it, oh my God. I find it interesting. So It was all because of the no, getting gentrified the, out of Alberta. That, that's, blame them. <laughs> the punk rock kids. Yeah, those, the, the, it's always the <laughs> punk rock kids. 
So, um, so being in that area in Mississippi, there a lot has moved in, and a lot mm. is closing. So yeah. Ray, Ray's closing. Chilino's closing. Chilino's closed. Closed. Quick, but Smallwares is coming in yeah, there, which Smallwares, is really exciting. Yeah, that but, for not for me because yeah, I'm not going to say get it, you're not like, going to get it. So um, the only place that could ever make me enjoy kale. Yeah, I will say that's funny that you said that because I just had that conversation. I I saw the. Did you see that little meme thing? That little yeah, video that's yeah, going yeah. on. I love that, and I reposted that. And then my friend Wendy came on and said, "Oh, I love kale." And she mentioned smallwares, and I said, "Yeah, yeah, that." But everything else, you know, it's because like, it has meat in it and it's fried. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's why. That's why I love it. But yeah, that's cool. So, what else are you going to miss in that neighborhood? So, what, where did you gain the most? Where did you think you you pounded down the most calories in that neighborhood? Oh, in that years? neighborhood. Oh man. Um. I've eaten a lot of bar bar burgers, I gotta say. Um, and I've eaten, I ate a ton of Life of Pie when my wife I was pregnant. I just went there last week for the first time. It's pretty good. They've got a screaming deal on that, their happy hour that runs from 11 in the morning to like six at night for $5 margarita pizzas. Uh, oh, and w- when my wife was pregnant, she ate it three that. times a week. And so by default, that's probably what I ate the most while I lived there. It's not my favorite, but it is good. It's, um, it's good. Lisa Hurlinger from uh, Ruby Jewel was on here, and she encouraged me, you have to go to Life of Pi. So I finally went last week. That was two or three years ago. And, <laughs> and uh, finally, you know, my son and I were looking for someplace new, and I said, let's go there. I've been, that's, and I, you know what? It's, I can't say it's my favorite pizza. But it's good. It's good, and it's also the best value. One thousand percent. Yeah, you get a good pizza for ten or eleven bucks there, yeah, which you can't or do you can now. get one for five dollars during the happy hour. Exactly. So, so yeah, no, I and the atmosphere is kind of cool, and it's hopping. It's I nice mean, to I, go somewhere where there are a lot of people. Sometimes, I yeah. I, well, I have a kid too, and it's extremely kid friendly. You know, it's yeah. it, we have that, and we have uh, Mississippi pizza that has kids shows and so on. Right. Um, so you know, we're we're, we're we're in good spot. One of the things that I will miss, I will say uh, about Portland, especially going to L.A., is pizza largely because Portland only recently became a pizza town and right. also because rumor has it and my minimal experience confirms it, the pizza's really not very good down there. Um, it, it wasn't when I was there working at the the Whiskey and the Roxy. Yeah, we couldn't find yeah. good pizza. But it's all. only been in the past, you know, four or five years that every neighborhood has all of a sudden like sprung at least one really Ew. solid pizza place here. Yeah. And it took a while for them all not to be that wood-fired, you know, Neapolitan-esque pizza that you would get at your Life of Pies or your Autos and uh, places like that. And I think that, like, now it's, like, I, I dream of pizza all the time. Like, I've become very uh, in love with Portland pizza all of a sudden. Have we talked about your favorite pizza here? We haven't, and it's going to get real obnoxious because I talk about it all the time. Oh, cool. Let's it's, do it. It's an let's, unpo- it's probably, we, only have, we have fift- 10, 10, 15 more minutes, so let's fill at least half of that up with pizza. We'll we'll go lightning round after that. Um, Scotty's. Have you been to Scotty's? Fuck yes. Scotty's is so good. Yeah. That place is... And they have great assortment of slices if you don't feel like a whole pizza. Yeah, and and, well, that's what we do. And so, I mean, I like that it's like kind of no fuss. You know, it's an old school slice shop. Uh, The cheese uh, ratio and that chunky sauce is just fantastic. uh, The Defino, is that the square slice? I haven't had that. That is... Bar none, in my opinion, the single best slice of pizza you can get in this city, if not this oh, state. We just went it's to the top. so good. Defino? Def- I think it's, yeah, it's Defino. 
I'm going to find out it's Defar. I always screw it up. And, has, um, and it's by the slice? Yeah, so it's a, it's like a square, like Nona style, but right. it's not super thick. Uh, it's made with fermented dough. It's just got like, it's like this, almost this weird middle ground between a Nona, a Sicilian, and a Detroit slice. Uh, the caramelized cheese on the side. It's just, it's phenomenal. Like, I'm... I just decided I was in the shower and I was thinking about the questions you were going to ask me <laughs> and I walked out of the shower with a big old smile on my face and I went to my wife and I was like, we're getting Scotty's tonight. Um, and they do. They have a good uh, variety of slices. Uh, they're inexpensive. The most expensive thing on that slice menu is four fifty, I think, and that's the, the Dofino slice. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know. So here's how much I've fallen in love with this because I've only I only discovered it like. Less than a year ago. Scotty's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I used to live across the street from where they are uh, back in the day, but it wasn't, you know, Scotty's back then. But uh, I found out they had a slice program, like a, you know, buy 10, get one free. And I didn't know that for six months. Oh, and you have to go for 10 free slices. So, so I, 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 (laughs) one day, like I'm sitting there and everyone's really happy there too. They seem to treat their people right. They, they start them up, you know, above. They all have, they all have benefits. Yeah. They have benefits. They get paid more than minimum wage to start. Like they just treat their people nice. And that, that reflects in the food. Just promotional mention. We have a podcast with Scotty Rivera. Really? Yeah. So he, I've never told them that I'm the thrillist guy. Because I like to keep my myself at arm's length a little bit, but right. I like I'll go in there. Like I, I I came back from New York eating pizza, and the first place I went was Scotty's, and I Scotty was there, and you know he's got no idea who I am. I was like, I just got back from New York. This is this is where I came, and like you know I eat pizza all over the place, so it, it's it's my absolute favorite pizza right now, um, and no pos- possibly possibly like top ten of all time for me. But you know pizzas. Sprinkled by your own nostalgia, the the MSG of the mind. Right. Um, Plus, your memory is only so far with food. I think because how get many real times you said that's the best I've ever had, and then I don't say that. Okay, almost, I do. Uh, almost ever. I say it too um, much. I've caught myself because I don't want to say it anymore. Here, here's how much I like this place, and there are so many cool, good, oh, unique. Oh, to Scotty's Pizza right here. I, 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 this is the restaurant that I've been most evangelical about to the point where like this, this spiel is just coming out of me automatically right now because people say <laughs> they the haven't shower, heard of it. And in the shower too. You're... Yeah, people say they haven't heard of it and I'm like, oh man. And you know, last time I was there, I went in and one of my like hardcore food friends was there and he's just like, my God, this is so good. So there's and by like, the way, no line. You get, no line. You, you go in and just order and sit down and it comes. Yeah, it's, and it's delicious. Right. Um, so I, I didn't know that they had a slice program for the first six months that I was there. And so when my wife and I order from there, we go in and we get a minimum of six slices. And we get, you know, she gets the marinara pie because she's from Jersey and has terrible taste. I get my Dipino <laughs> and a pepperoni and, you know. Uh, so they said to me one day, are you in the slice program? And I said, no. Uh, what are you talking about? They're like, give us your phone number. And I had eight slices waiting for I me. I didn't know which, about this. Yeah, so the the math works out then that if I had eight slices waiting for me after six months of discovering this place, that means that my wife and I had ordered 80 slices of pizza from Scotty's in the course of six months. That's right. how much we Buy like the it. slice. Like, Do the they slice. give you credit if you order a whole pie for uh, eight slices? I, I don't I don't know about that. Probably not. But they also, so my, my exit uh, to Portland means that I'm leaving like eight, it, probably nine now that I'm going there today. Dude, so, but they have dude. a uh, a board where it's like you know a slice for people that can't afford it. So I'm just gonna chuck them all on the board and hopefully somebody comes in and takes all that right. pen. Now and, that so, you said that, I was gonna ask if they were transferable and what I had to do if to you, get those. If, but, if you have my phone number, yeah, it's, I do it's, have it's your phone in number. There, so so I can get, use get that it. Well, you get you got a week before it goes to the hungry. Okay, so, or the hungrier, I suppose. But yeah, no. So anyway, I don't I don't work for Scotty's and I don't know them. I just think that it's uh just the the best slice of pizza in Portland, and that Defino in particular is just mind blowingly good. All right, so 
I'm wondering, should we just leave that alone and not talk about pizza? Because that was a really nice soliloquy. Yeah, about, yeah. We so, could... or, you know, because then if you start going to numbers two and three, then you got to, how far do we go? Four, five, yeah, six? Yeah, no, yeah, no. We, we're, we're good. Let's, let's just call it on Scotty's. Let's, yeah, and we don't have that much more time anyway. So I'm glad to hear that because I like Scotty genuinely. He brought us, he brought me. Here's what you got to do before you leave. This is on your list. And I bet you he would do this. He brought, when he came on the podcast and you see the no food and drink signs, so we're really not supposed to mm. do that. He brought a white clam pizza. Oh, so, really? Yeah, he said, meet me a half hour early downstairs in the lobby, and he brought me two pizzas. That's amazing, yeah. yeah so, or I'm not supposed to say amazing, sorry. That's incredible. Well, then the, the podcast is over. You're done. Oh, good. Okay, so, good. Like, Thank God. Did you, that, that would be a fun way to end it. I got to send you my last Connecticut voicemail <laughs> thing that I had after living there most of my life. I have to send you that, and you'll understand why. I thought this was kind of amusing to kick you out after um, amazing, but you get you get are you going to bleep it? No. That would be no. pretty we funny. We actually stopped. We started that thing with amazing. And do you appreciate it at all? Does it make any sense to you? Yeah, I've got band words as well. And uh, and so for for the listeners who don't know this, Chris always sends out an email saying not to use the word amazing in bold red letters. Like right. it looks like you like fucked up a term paper. <laughs> um, and so I was really trying not to do it and then I got just just But everybody does. Bubbly. Not everybody, so. but people do it. But the reason was cuz uh, we started making a de- big deal of it two and a half years ago. Not and it was because I sat here and listened to some people use that word 20 times in the course of podcasts and then I'm starting to catch myself. And it's like the word means nothing. Louis nope. C.K. did a whole thing on the word amazing. You know, everything's amazing, but nobody's happy. Or awesome. Or, yeah, yeah like well, all, all these words kind of lose meaning. Yeah. So I think amazing has, it has meaning, but it doesn't. So I thought if we tell people they can't use it and we were going to do some kind of, you wouldn't remember this, you're too young, but Groucho Marx, you know, where you buzz them three times. I remember, well, I don't remember Groucho Marx from when it was live. live. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might. No, I couldn't. I don't, th- I don't. Yeah, I think I, I thought it was think live. That you were watching Duck Soup in a theater. Yeah, no, I think I thought it was live, but it was. You know, I go back a bit, but I thought if we buzz people, it would be kind of fun. And then I thought it's a not a bad marketing thing because yeah. if people who listen to this podcast know about this amazing thing, every time they say the word, they'll think of the podcast. I just thought it was a. I should start doing that market. with the writers that I work with because there are some banned words that come up. Oh, they, like, I bet you they use amazing a lot. Drool worthy comes up a lot. Oh, it's anything like, worthy. It says nothing to anything me. Anything worthy. The, the food writers in Portland, always something, something worthy. Yeah. Drool worthy, crave worthy. Um, but I can understand as a food writer, it's really hard to come up with new ways to describe things. I mean, this is coming full circle to the adjectives. Get to know your adjectives <laughs> and use them. Like, that, that's your... That that's your big giant money bag when you're talking about food. It's just adjective, adjective, adjective. Do you find it difficult? That's also to just do how that? you. That's just how you bullshit yeah. through food. Um, no, I've got a pretty pretty well rounded vocabulary, I think. And now because I'm obsessive, I'm going to listen to this and be like, oh, I said Should this a bunch. I said I said like a lot, which I dog on people for doing. But um, yeah, I, that I, one's that one's tough, and it's just becoming more and more common. Yeah, everything's like, and older people now. It used to just be. People under 30, and now then it was 40. Now I've noticed it's right up to, I, I was. It's, oh, it's, a, it's you, a filler word, you know. It's, it's, it's either that or you know or the F word. And so. Right. But so you watch Trevor Noah, and everything is like. Oh, yeah. I did like, or, uh, and it's like, and I love Trevor, but it's just at some point, doesn't someone, like, this This is a, this is big time. Doesn't someone stop him and say, But he's live in front of an audience. You can't just keep stopping somebody. Well, no, but someone have a meeting somewhere. (laughs) Don't they have a meeting and say, hey, man, you say like a lot. 
He's probably says you're fired. Yeah. Well, I don't think he's that kind of guy. That's, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Well, he spends his time. So, all right. Uh, food and Andy. Food. More food. Let me tell you, I don't. I never refer to my notes, but I'm going to. Uh, do you have anything you want to say? This was this this was go- original title that we probably will still keep is Andy Kreese's uh, love love farewell love letter to Portland. Yeah. So, in in a in a larger food scheme of things, uh, my my parting words to Portland should probably be enjoy yourself. It's food. People take it so seriously, which which they should, but. Everyone's so wrapped up in in the image of food and this, you know, oh, I ate here and I ate here and everyone, you know, has these these lists that they check off and they start complaining about stuff for no reason. Enjoy yourself. Stop complaining all the time. What are you complaining are complaining about? Just uh, lines or prices or, you know, like, you then know, don't go you, where you know this information before you get there. Right. And you know what? If there's a line outside of a place, there's another place down the street that's probably pretty, pretty damn good. Stop Calling people sellouts for being successful. Oh, that? That is my pet peeve. There's a good one. Everyone, like you see, here, here's how I think about it. If I opened up a tire shop, right, and my neighbors were like, oh, the tire shop's doing fantastic. This is a terrible metaphor. Tire shop's doing fantastic. Uh, and then I open up another one. They're not going to be like, oh, you you sold out. Like, you know. <laughs> but if, if Blue Star Donuts Tire opens up two more places and they become more successful, like everyone's all of a sudden over that, and it's still a good donut. You yeah. Know? Well, you go right. You can go right to. We had Missy Mackey on the podcast recently. She works for Landry's that owns Jake's and McCormick's and Schmick's. Uh-huh. I remember I used to love McCormick, McCormick and Schmick's. Yeah. So even when I moved here, and so is it just because they now they sold out. Yeah, they're literally they're successful. Yeah, but they su- they're successful, but they were good enough to become a big company. So it doesn't automatically make those restaurants bad. No, if you're gonna go and and expand and change everything, and the quality goes down, absolutely, people should be able to call you out for that. But if you open up a second location and all of a sudden thinks you're too big for your britches, like you're you're basically mad at somebody who made you happy being successful, or if you know. You go to uh, a restaurant that you used to be the sole patron at, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's crowded, and there's a line. It's oh, that place sold out. No, it didn't. Yeah, you. If you love something, you should be sharing it with people so that they know about it, so the place can continue to thrive and be there when the crowds die down for you. And that's important now because as Portland becomes a more expensive market, you're going to have to have restaurateurs that make money. Yeah, and you need loyalty make, to do and that. Can't just do it for yes. So I remember. I don't want to spend all your last minutes, but just this was interesting. Years ago, a few years ago, I was in my ad agency. I was talking to a Mercedes dealer and I thought, you know, it'd be a cool idea to have chefs. Chefs are our celebrities. That's where yeah, I was. Yeah, absolutely. So I went to Vitaly Paley and I said, hey, man, I might be able to get you an endorsement with this Mercedes dealer and uh, I get, I'd probably get you a car. And he said, I can't do that. I said, what do you mean? You don't like Mercedes? He goes, no, I can't drive. My, my employees would, would boycott me. Or, or, or uh, not boycott. Um, what's, what's the word for leaving? Um, J- jettison? Not jettison. No, when they, a mutiny. They don't oh, mutiny. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they mutiny me. And I thought, well, that sucks that you can't, you're the guy running these shows and you can't, but, but you know, that's typical of Portland. How many People do you see driving nice cars who run restaurants? Right, now, right. I don't know if they can, but they'd be they'd be vilified probably for doing that. Well, I mean, Paley's a great example, and he's such a nice dude. Yeah. I, I, I love Vitaly. Um, 
But you know, he's he's in the media a lot. His he's lauded rightfully. And you know, you'll hear some people that are like, "Oh, well, he's that's that's he's a sellout." And it's like he's not a sell. He's a successful restaurateur with a great personality that does well and he's present in this food landscape and elevates it. It right. elevates everything. That's not selling. That's that's doing something good. And the other aspect to that is a guy like Vitaly and a guy like John Gorham. I mean, you go down the list. Jose at Atala, they didn't get in the business saying, I'm going to do this because I'm going to get rich. Yeah, yeah. They, they all do it because they're so passionate about what they do. And if they happen to make money along the way to sustain a lot of people, most of these people are in business to employ people, not to put a pool at their house. And most of these cats will nurture the next generation of people. They'll support them. They'll go to their restaurants. If the people that eat at those restaurants had the same mentality as the people that worked that at those restaurants, we would be in a much better place. But everyone's trying to take people down a peg for no reason. And I think that that's, you know, uh, really sad. And I think that until, you know, the everyone catches their breath and realizes, you know, it, you don't need to talk shit about a place just because it's successful or other people figure it out. Or because then, you see it too much on Instagram. Yeah, that's not that's not the restaurant's fault. Yeah. Unless you're faulting them for making beautiful, delicious food. Right. So... Uh, you're, so fa- you're faulting Instagram more yeah, than anything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, Well, it's, you know, people really like cold food nowadays. Um, <laughs> it's, I think the only food that should be Instagrammed is a cold-cut sandwich or some gazpacho because you don't you don't want it to get cold otherwise. Yeah, so. but it, we, you know, technology has it, so you can pop that well, picture look, look, pretty quickly. But look what we're doing. We're, we're sitting here complaining about the youngs. We're the olds right now, and we're like, oh, this new generation doesn't know how to I enjoy things. F- they I- do know how to enjoy things, and we don't have any right to tell them how to do that. But... I also think that it sullies not just the experience of uh, being lucky enough to eat and uh, live in this area that is doing so many cool, inventive, relatively affordable uh, things to just complain about it all the time. And that's it drives me nuts. The mid-range here is probably the best stuff you were going to get when you grew up in Michigan. And the same with me on the East Coast. The mid-range, the mid and the low. Yeah, and so you know that was the that's where the bar was. Now we've raised it to the spot where if you don't have the best slaw on the sandwich, it's a little difficulty. Okay, so you got they, about they a week left, out. right? Yep. Not here, not in the studio. That would be painful I, I for am you going to camp out here. It's, really, it's, it's, it's warm, <laughs> but but you got a week left. Uh, let's hear where you're going to go in the last week, and that's Ooh, that's it. I'm going to go get one more bless your heart burger. Okay, because uh, that thing is fantastic. Uh, I'm gonna get Scotty's again tonight. Yeah. Um, if you have enough left on your card, I may take that. I may. Yeah, yeah. Just, just go in and and just give him my number and see what happens. <laughs> it's like stealing your ex girlfriend's Safeway card or something. Um, let's see. Where else will I end up going? I'll get People's Pig again for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt's Barbecue, uh, which I have never had. Wow, I've which had, is I've insane had it once. to me because it's sorry. right down the street from me. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, you so gotta do that. I've got to do go. that before I go. Um, and honestly, that's probably, I, I, not, I have to eat at damn Laughing Planet all the time because I have a three-year-old, so I guess I have to do that again. So you you don't have in your mind, and I don't mean to single out any ones, but like Ox or, um, or ta- one of the Tasties or to well, the we, we neighborhood. To, we went to Shalom last week, so okay. I mean, th- this, right. this has been that's a very the, long yeah. process. Um, I wanted to go to Old Salt again, Old Salt Marketplace, which I think is under the radar, one of the best restaurants in town. Um 
But yeah, I, you know, we're 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 in the process of moving, so it's kind of more grab and go stuff for us well, at this that's point. True. And you got a kid, so that's yeah. different too. It's not like let's just go out and do it. You got to plan it exactly. So, you, uh, what about food cart world? Are you going to miss the food cart world? I'm definitely going to miss food cart world, but I'm moving to the land of taco trucks. So it's I'm trading one for the other. And what's your favorite ethnic f- food? Um, it's that's such a loaded term, Chris. It's <laughs> well, no, I mean, if you, you know, last meal on the I, planet, I, I, I eat a lot of Thai food. Okay. Um, I eat a lot of, uh, I eat a lot of Mexican food. Um, oh, you're going to be in heaven down there. Yeah. I'm going to be all right. I'm not, I'm not too concerned about that. I'm almost, I'm almost, I have a few friends in LA. You're moving down there may prompt me to come just ask do, you, do, do a ask re- you for a day trip out. We can, you know. we can do a remote podcast of, uh, we can do a taco crawl. White guys eating tacos. Yeah, we could. Yeah, and uh, I was gonna do an uh, an LA thing with Gary, but this this would be kind of this would be very fun. He and I probably would bounce off each other in very strange ways. But I think you, but you guys, yeah, you you would cover <laughs> different ends of the food spectrum for sure. So, um, we we could only cover so much here in a half hour. I wish you weren't moving. Well, we could do remotes. Sure, right? sure. We could yeah. do remotes because I really enjoy Dis- just bullshitting you. From, uh, I could just see having this is Andy's day on the podcast, not having topics necessarily, and just <laughs> and just bullshitting. So it would it would go well. So I enjoyed this hour. Um, I enjoyed getting to meet you, and we're going to stay in touch because in this world today, just because you live in different cities doesn't mean you know. How often have I seen you in the last year anyway? I know it's never. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we we live in a smaller world and a bigger world at the same time. Right, so. but we still feel like we're connected. So yeah. I'm glad we connected, and thanks for coming in and letting us know. And uh, good luck with Thrillist. Yeah, Keep thanks going, for dealing man. with me. Can't wait. And you know what? Um, I'm going to be curious to see what you're writing. You know, as 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 you go forward, it's you've always got some fun stuff and you'll continue and uh and then you'll create your own your own site your own magazine whatever you want nobody wants to read that (laughs) thank you thanks right at the fork is hosted and produced by chris angeles and court johnson connect with us on twitter and instagram at food podcast pdx or on facebook at right at the fork or online at right at the fork.com 